Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. It's wonderful to have all of you today. Uh, We are so honored by your presence, and uh, we do not take that for granted. We work hard to try to give you a little boost in the middle of the week, to give you something to think about, and to give you something practical to apply to your life that can make your life better from now on. Uh, I'm going to get into something in just a minute that my 8th grade English teacher would absolutely be shocked or fall out laughing one. And uh, and that is we're going to talk a little bit about grammar and and uh which um the reason the reason my 8th grade English teacher would laugh or be shocked is because I flunked 8th grade grammar, okay? So I'm going to be talking to you about grammar, right? But we're going to, just a little bit, because I think in this particular circumstance, it can be important and it can help us understand something um, that's kind of difficult to sink in because we're so used to to going at it from another direction. Um, Over the years as I've counseled people, Everyone wants love, and and for, and almost everyone who I've ever worked with who had a significant problem in their life also had a love problem, meaning maybe fear in the place of love, someplace in their life, either currently or in the past or generationally or in some way, okay? But as people would talk to me about the thing troubling them, um, ultimately we would get down to relationship, sometimes immediately, but for sure ultimately. And the person would express to me, you know, what, what they're looking for. And they would be looking for true love. Okay? Now, sometimes in a romantic sense, sometimes... Uh, with friendships, sometimes with neighbors, relatives, uh, all sorts of situations. But overall in their life and specifically in different relationships, they were looking for true love. And so many times the way they described that um, was exactly how that phrase kind of uh is is appears to us grammatically okay i'm looking for true love i'm looking for it on uh amazon i'm looking for it in the shopping mall i'm looking for it in restaurants i'm looking for it at church or in other group meetings i'm looking for it around the house I, 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 it's a it's a noun okay i'm looking for love and i need to find it because I, I, I'm lacking it, or at least to the degree that I need it. 
And so I'm looking for love. And and so many times when people get married, and there's been an approximate 50% divorce rate, seems like forever, at least the last 30, 40, 50 years. And, uh, the, and the statistics and, and research studies I've seen say that the 50% that don't get divorced, less than 10% of those are truly happy, satisfied, fulfilled, etc. in that relationship. A lot of the 50% that stay married aren't happy. They're, they're, they're in it for other reasons. They, they won't leave because of the kids or because of some religious principle or, or something like that. And I'm not saying you should leave. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm saying the problem is most of us don't have great, meaningful, loving, intimate relationships. And, and, and that's a tragedy because it's the most important thing in life. It's what we're wired for, and if we don't have that, nothing else in our life can take the place of it, okay? But I think a lot of the time the problem is the way that we're looking at love, okay? And I want to suggest to you today that rather than have the mind and heart set of I need to find true love, Try having the mind and heart set for a week or two. I need to love truly. And to me, there is a grand canyon of difference in between those two things. In the phrase, true love, love is a noun. It's a person, place, or thing. It's something I'm searching for, trying to find you know, buried in the ground in my backyard or in the grocery store or somewhere in the world. I'm looking for it. And when I find it, everything in my life will all of a sudden be the way it's supposed to be, all right? And and sometimes it does seem to happen that way, okay? But very rarely... And I would suggest to you that even when it does seem to happen that way, there is much more loving truly involved than finding true love. Okay? On the other hand, in the phrase love truly, love is not a noun, it's a verb. And truly is an adverb, which basically means it's an adjective for a verb instead of an adjective for a noun. Wish I'd known that in eighth grade. <laughs> okay, so, but but the but I hope you're getting the idea I'm trying to get across to you is make love much more of a verb and adjective in your life than a noun. Yes, it's a noun. Okay, but the noun is more the end result. I had uh, had someone I was working with a few months ago, and they were coming at their marriage from this perspective, from the, I need true love out of my marriage, and I'm not getting it. And so I'm thinking about ending it and all this stuff, whatever. And um, 
I uh, put them through the process of, of what is about to be, over the next number of months, the relationship codes that I've been working on for years, and I'm so excited that we're finally going to get it out, hopefully uh, in this next year sometime. But I took this person through that process, and and one of the things that happened through that is that person became convicted that instead of looking at their spouse and saying, I need true love, how come you're not providing that for me? They changed to, I'm going to love this person truly. I'm going to love them truly. Every week, every day, if God will help me 24 hours a day. And... Whatever happens from that, happens. But that's what I'm committing to do. Okay? I'm going to act toward them with love as a verb and an adjective rather than a noun. This is how I'm going to act toward you. And this is going to describe my actions of everything I do. So I'm going to do the laundry in love. I'm going to... I'm going to um, help you wash the dishes in love. I'm going to mow the grass in love. When we have a conversation, I'm not going to be just trying to uh, come up with a quick answer solution, as us guys love to do. I'm going to listen, whether it takes five minutes or five hours, in love. I'm not going to listen, oh boy, when, she's gonna, when is she ever going to be done with this? I'm going to listen in love. And then, and then, which is adjective, and then when I listen, after I listen, I'm going to respond in love, verb, not noun. The love that is a noun is the end result. But if you've been to this program very much, you know that I have to give that end result up from the very first or it'll put me into chronic stress. Yes, even having love as the end result, the external circumstance that you're searching for, can and will put you into chronic stress. Because we're not supposed to treat love like that. We're, 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 love is our hope. I hope if I love... <laughs> I'm sorry. My wife, my wife is named Hope. She changed her name from Tracy to Hope. So as I, I, just, I hadn't thought about that, as I was just about to say, I hope that my wife, Hope, will love me, you know, the, the way I long to be loved, okay? But it's a hope that I give up from day one. It's not a requirement. It's not something I demand, and it's not my goal. It's my hope, okay? My goal is to love truly my wife every moment of every day. Verb and adjective. And whatever comes from that end result, noun, is not my gig. And no matter what comes from it, I'm going to continue to love adjective and verb regardless of what nouns come into my external circumstances, love, uh, prosperity, the things that I want, or maybe sometimes the things that I don't. 
no matter what, my verb and adjective of how and what I do about everything in my life is going to be love and truth. I'm going to love truly everything I do with every person all the time. Okay. Um, in order to do that, I have to consider the whole truth. Okay? Um, it's, it's so easy to act from a truth, which you might define as a fact. It is a true fact, but it's not the whole truth about that issue. Okay? If I'm, if I'm truly going to act, if I'm going to love truly in every circumstance, every day, in every relationship, there's going to be times when I just inherently know, okay, what is the right thing here? The thing that is loving truly in this situation. And a lot of things, I'll just know. But on some other things, maybe you might consider them some of the, the bigger decisions in life. What am I going to do as far as my work and career? Who am I going to marry? Um, where are we going to live? Um, what are we going to do in our spare time? Are we going to have anything in our lives where we give back to help others? Okay? About some of these bigger decisions especially, the truth is not as black and white as we would like for it to be. Well, one of the first steps to deciding what is right in those situations is to find the whole truth. I'll give you some examples. Um, and, and I'm not claiming to be an expert in these things. I love history, but, but some, of these, some of these facts may not be totally accurate. That's not the point. The, the point is, is um, using it as an analogy. So please don't get caught up too much in the details. At the time of the Vietnam War in the United States, um, at least when it was starting, a lot of people believed it was a righteous war, shall we say. We were fighting communism. We were fighting um, people who were in opposition to freedom and and. Um, and that type of life where you can do what you want, when you want, the way you want, how you want, with who you want, without someone else mandating for you so many things about your life, okay? So if in the beginning, if that's what a person truly, honestly believed when looking at the whole scenario, gathering all the evidence, searching their heart, then for them, that war could have been loving truly. Okay? And now we're really opening a can of worms because we're talking about killing people and being killed. And I've thought about these kinds of things a long time. And, and I believe in a lot of situations, the love truly thing in, in, in many scenarios is unique to that person in that particular situation at that particular moment in history. Okay? 
Um, I'll give you an example. Let's say someone comes to my home with the intention to kill Harry, Hope, and George, my wife and two boys. And it is my assessment of the situation that the only way I can stop them is to kill them. All right? Well, under the under the heading of truth and love and combining them and saying loving truly at all times, what do I do? Because on the surface it would seem that that to love Harry Hope excuse me, Harry Hope and George, the loving and truthful thing is to protect them. But on the other hand, should I not act toward the intruder, the would-be murderer, in love and truth as well, and love them truly? And if I'm loving them truly, how can I kill them? Well, I think, I think in scenarios like that, and there's many of them in, in life, they can't be defined by a broad one-answer-for-all one answer. What is, what is loving truly for me may not be for you, and what it is for you may not be for me. Now, that's not a real satisfying answer to a lot of us. We want, okay, give me book, chapter, and verse about every situation. But ladies and gentlemen, love doesn't work that way. What you're talking about there are the laws of cause and effect. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. A body in motion stays in motion, Newton's third law, until something acts on it with enough force to change it, and then it changes it based on how much force and what the thing was that acted on it, and then there's the cause-effect reaction to that. Okay, And basically everything in nature works based on cause and effect. Love frequently violates cause and effect. In my opinion, it is not natural. It is supernatural. It is spiritual, not mental or physical. And so the only way to interpret an endless stream in our lives, a thousand thoughts a day and a hundred actions a day, is to go through my filter of love and truth. The whole truth and loving truly every moment of every day, every decision, everything I do, everything I don't do, as best I can, every thought and feeling, and leaving the end results up to God, because those are not my gig. And that's the only way to do that, that I, that I know of. Okay, let's go a little farther. So here's some questions you should ask yourself. 
What is the most loving thing to do now, walking in the direction of a most loving result? You must find the whole truth and not stop until you do. That's number one. Number two, you must determine what is the most loving result I can think of for this situation. That is win, win, win with no losers. But see, we struggle with that. You say, okay, the the scenario of the intruder coming into my house to kill my family, how can killing him be win? So inherently, you have a situation where somebody loses. Well, maybe, maybe not. Is it in his best interest to kill my family? And I would say absolutely not. That is a lose for him to kill my family. And if I allow him to kill my family, I am allowing a lose to come into a scenario where I've committed to trying to make everything come out win, win, win. Now, is me killing him a win because it saves my family and because it stops him from killing or not? Again, that's got to go through my filter in that particular situation with the grace of God poured over it in order to come out with my answer in that moment in time, just as it does yours. But we have to try to determine the most loving result that is win, win, win. Number three, you must do the action, thought, feeling, belief right now in love based on the whole truth, walking toward the most loving result that is also based on the whole truth. Number four, you must be willing to stop your action process for anything. I didn't say you will stop it. I said you must be willing to stop it. If circumstances change and you now decide that the best thing for you to do is not what you've been doing but something else because love changes constantly and you can't predict it because it doesn't work by the cause-effect laws of nature. So you must always be open to a new direction and to change, which is tough for us because we hate change. Change is painful. Even change for the better. Everyone in psychology knows that people who are in a painful cycle will resist a lot of times having it healed because even though their situation is painful, they've adapted to it and and grown to some degree comfortable with it, and they have a question in their mind, maybe the change will be more painful. Even even whether I real whether I can see that or not, maybe it will be, and I won't be able to adapt to that. So even people in chronic pain sometimes resist change that might take away that pain 
because we're scared of change. So we so number four, we must be willing to reevaluate constantly to see, okay, is this still the path of love and truth for me? All right. Let's wrap this up. And 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 that's a tough thing to say because what I'm about to say we could talk for hours about. The end never justifies the means. Okay? The end never justifies the means. But sometimes the means may seem like fear and falsehood when in reality it is the most loving, truthful choice. Okay? Back to the scenario of, of, of an intruder coming into my home. If you hear my dog barking, I apologize. That's the FedEx man. In the, in the example of an intruder coming in to kill my wife and sons, is it possible what we might say there is, is if I choose to kill the man, that I'm doing it from an end justifies the means perspective. Killing him, which is wrong, I'm doing it to justify saving my children and my wife's life. But I would say that may be dead wrong. That there is a possible scenario where where the means and the end is the most loving thing to do, even if I kill him. And I'm not doing the end justifies the means. The means and the end are the most loving, truthful thing for me to do in that scenario. Now, is it ideal? No. Of course not. Do, do, I, do I wish I didn't have to deal with that? Absolutely. But in that situation, in that moment in history, and in every situation, in every moment in history, in my life and yours, we have to try to do the most loving, truthful thing as far as the means, not the end. Because the means is the goal, not the end. The end result is not the goal. That's that's what I that's what I have to give up. And I apologize. Let me uh let me stop there, Ken, even though I'm not quite through. We might we might continue this one next week because my dog's just going nuts. But <laughs> but but think about that one think about that one this week when you go meditate and pray. And I know this is a tedious subject. I know it, we start thinking about these situational ethics and it gets sticky, but I believe sometimes things that we would say is the end justifying the means. If we're doing it in truth and love, it's not. It's, it's, it's the, it's the lo- most loving thing in the present, walking toward the most loving end result. Um, sometimes our laws 
and, and our definition of right and wrong is based on the natural cause-effect law. But in love, all of that changes because it's not cause-effect. And, it, and, it, and sometimes it's unpredictable. And what's right in a situation for you is not for me and vice versa. But in every scenario, I have to examine my heart, my mind. I have to surrender it to God, give up the end result, and say, okay, I want to live with love as an adjective and a verb foremost, and whatever happens with love as a noun and the end result, I'll leave to you. So... Think about that this week, and and are you living more love as a noun or love as an adjective and a verb?